tendencies. I'm Gabby. And I'm Kim. And we are two paranormal investigators who delve into the depths of the famous and not so famous cases of Moida, ghosts, legends, and lore with a healthy dose of debunking. Debunking. Gotta have that debunking. <laughs> Gotta debunk. And today we have a very special guest. You've seen or heard our guest today most recently on Duncanville, which just came out, I think, yesterday and today, and uh, Golden Arm, which is highly recommended. I know I already plugged it on like two different Creepy Critics Corner. Uh, Hubie Halloween. She's also had appearances on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Bob's Burgers, Nailed It, Drunk History, Disjointed, and she even has a couple podcasts one specifically with Marcy Jero, a funny feeling, which I've also plugged in our podcast. Please hey. welcome Betsy Sadaro. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for plugging. Hell yeah, all dude. That's stuff. all we do. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks we for the plugs. Do all the plugs. As many plugs as possible. Gotta you want to plug anything? Just overload the circuits with plugs. Yes. Just do it. Do yes. many plugs. Yes. All the plugs. All the plugs. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. I'm pumped, too, because, I I mean, I've been listening to your podcast for a long time, and I love all the the spooky, funny ghost stories that people tell. And, Aren't uh, they incredible? I'm more excited about your reaction to them, mostly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they're so uh, good. They can, they can, they mess, like, Marcy and I, like, I guess we've all had it, but, like, you could, I physically, like, get messed up by them sometimes (laughs) like some of these stories are so scary yeah they're wild yeah and actually this is a perfect segue i wanted to ask you a few questions so we can kind of like get to know you if any of our listeners don't know you or understand why you're a part of a paranormal podcast we can get into it yes so biggest question what is your stance on the paranormal? Do you believe? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Hell yeah. Of course. Also, like, I absolutely believe. I also just feel it's more fun to believe than being like, nuh-uh. <laughs> no. Like, it's so much more fun to be like, yeah, dude, something's happening. So but Betsy, also something's happening. Yeah, it is. I feel like you and I like really resonate on this level because something that you don't know about our <laughs> podcast is yeah. our dynamic, mine and Kim's. You've seen X Files, yes? Oh, Gilly and I just started watching it. Oh my god! Okay, like a perfect. couple of months ago. We it's just my favorite started. show. It's it's pretty great. So good. I am yeah. Mulder. Okay. That is Scully. Whoa, Scully's you got a Scully. <laughs> We literally, every time, she always does a Scully moment. It's great. I I do believe. I just, I appreciate, I, part of my thing is that, um, I believe so like fervently that I, I want the evidence to back up. Like I, I, evidence. Yeah. I want it to be true so badly and, and I'm. I'm bummed when it's not. So I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Right. I need, I need us to, I need to prove this. I need the facts. Uh, but it comes from a place of love. <laughs> yes, yeah, it does. I get that. I yeah. get that. Cause it is tough to be like, yeah, I believe it. And then it's like, well, why? It's like, uh, just cause. Cause it's fun. <laughs> cause it's fun. I, that's like, me. I am always no, so excited. Know. 
we always make jokes that like if I walk in a house and I hear something, I'm like, oh, it's a ghost. And yep. Kim's like, oh, yeah. it's a trash panda. Calm down. Yeah. Like <laughs> the raccoon ran right in front of us. Come on, Gabby. Yeah, yeah. we saw what's making that noise. Come on. Well, so have I'm you so seen glad. a ghost? Have either of you seen ghosts or have something happen to you? Oh, I got we a have. haunted doll. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. what? Her name is Millie. Mm-hmm. Millie's Ew, amazing. of course it is. <laughs> Wait, where'd you get Millie? And did you know it, it was haunted when you bought it? Are you one of those people who's like, I'm looking for a haunted doll on eBay? <laughs> yes. I inherited it from a friend of mine who uh, got it from her, her grandmother when her grandmother died. And uh, we talked about Millie recently, actually, on our Robert the Doll episode. And... Uh, so my friend was getting weirded out and she knows that I work in the paranormal. And so she, she calls me, she's like, listen, <laughs> take this thing. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> send Wait, me all the what? haunted dolls. Oh yeah. Whoa. And she like moves things and turns yeah. the TV on at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have her in a little glass case like Annabelle oh, no. or Robert? No, no, she's like, she's looking she's at me right chilling. now. I could go grab no, her. Really? She knows we're talking about her. Ooh, she likes it. Okay, she likes Millie, it. you rule, Millie. Don't haunt me. <laughs> Don't you haunt me. She's really I know. It's wild. So That's I, nuts. Right? Yeah. So you actually like kind of segued me into my perfect question for you is have you had any paranormal experiences? No. Um, <laughs> no. There was one time... We were we stayed at the Biltmore downtown in downtown LA, mm-hmm. which is like um was it the Biltmore? Yeah, where they're like, that's like the last place that the Black Dahlia was seen. Mm-hmm. And it's just known for being haunted. Totally. Mm-hmm. And we stayed uh, uh a couple of us stayed one night and we're goofing around and we're like, let's go like ghost hunting. And we like split up. <laughs> On the different floors, because we, like, read which floors were the most haunted and stuff. And so my friend Tony and I, we we started recording on my phone, and, and we're like, okay, let's, like, try to listen for ghosts and stuff. And we kept being like, hey, we're here. If you want to do something, that's cool. You know, just try to talk. And we thought we, he- we heard a little moan, but then it was like, well, that could just be somebody having sex in the hotel. <laughs> True. Like in their room. Because we were on a floor of like a floor with all these rooms where it's like, oh, that's I don't I don't think so. But <laughs> I yeah, I, I haven't I don't really I don't want one. I don't want to have an You don't want to adopt one? No. I don't <laughs> Keep want Millie away. One. I love it all. Keep Millie way away. If you need like, to doll I sit, it I could send her to you just for a little bit. You nope, get a little nope. paranormal activity. Nope, not in my house. No way. No <laughs> way. No how. Uh-uh. <sighs> okay, so if you haven't had any paranormal experiences firsthand, what got you into it? Like initially? You know, I I've always just as a kid, I've always been into like my family like my parents would tell us and sca- tell us fun scary stories and they would scare us all the time and i just loved it and i loved horror like i don't know, i just i've always loved it i think maybe marcy and i talk about it a lot of like is it because we are raised catholic that like you know it's very much like the father's son and the holy mm-hmm. ghost mm-hmm. and like 
Angels and Demons, not the Dan Brown book, but you know, like, <laughs> so I think that might play a part where it's like, oh, for ever since going to church, it was like, there is an afterlife. There are, I don't know, spirits. I have no idea. I just like it. It's awesome. Yeah. I definitely, I, I was raised Catholic as well. And I definitely remember a conversation I had with my priest when I was like, I don't know, eight or nine years old, where I was like, listen, all I'm saying, at best, Jesus is a is a vampire and at worst, he's a zombie. <laughs> right? Right? It's like he's it, right yeah, like from the dead drinking Resurrection and shit, like, uh-uh, that's spooky. Right? Catholicism <laughs> is very spooky. <laughs> It's scary, man. And then, of course, being like the devil's gonna kill, get you, or whatever, is so scary. I mean, I was raised Jewish, so I just tried to be like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but either way, hey, man, a ghost hey. is fun. I feel like, like I've had instances where, and I know we've talked about it in the past on our other episodes, but you, you weren't there for it, so I'll tell you about uh. it. But it, I've had instances where I've like. Actually, I'm at my parents' house right now because I'm visiting L.A. right now. And pretty positive my grandpa haunts this place. Uh, and have, like, my mom has seen his him in the backyard, like, in his underwear, which is very funny. Um, and has, like, seen him out of her peripheral while she's, like, in the mm. kitchen that he's sitting on the couch in the living room. And, like, and she's super sensitive, but she won't oh, admit okay. it. It's like one of those in denial situations. Yep. and Which and then, I understand. Because I feel as soon as you're like, as soon as you do embrace it, then it's game on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, where if I had any inkling of being uh, sensitive or whatever, I... I would never be like, I'm sensitive. I would be like, nope, nope, nothing's, nothing's going on here. Hard Stay no. away from me. I'm not going to help you find your bones and bury you properly. We're not doing that. <laughs> you have ghosts just crossing in front of you being like, hey, and you'd be like, nope, nope, nope. Uh -uh. I don't care. I do that I to people. Care. That's, right. That's how yeah. I treat the living. <laughs> okay, so speaking of haunted locations, I know, Betsy, you mentioned the Biltmore. Um, yeah. It, was there, is there any other, like, what's the wildest haunted location you've ever been to? I, um, not last year. Of course not last year because nothing was allowed. The year before that, mm -hmm. uh, a group of us um, stayed on the Queen Mary. Ooh! Which was awesome because they do a really great Halloween um attraction thing or whatever you know with a mm -hmm. bunch of mazes it rules it's a party it's so much fun and and we had been going the last couple of years and so a group of us were like let's rent a couple of rooms on the queen mary go lose our minds come back and lose our minds uh and it was really fun and we went ghost hunting in at like three in the morning around oh, um, awesome. Queen Mary. Yes. We were just kind of yes. roaming around. Did you go to the pool area? No, but in one of the mazes you do. Like oh, okay. you walk through it and it's so, and yeah, that's like where so much shit goes down. Yeah. I remember that Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Which is also one of our favorite shows. <laughs> it's the best. That show, because I grew like, Growing up watching that a lot, so mm -hmm. I immediately was just like, oh, my God, of course stuff is, like, 
Of course there are ghosts and aliens and uh, doppelgangers and second lives, like that one kid who's like kept talking about World War Two and Oh and yeah. I'm pretty sure he's that dude. He's like that like, old man. Yes. <laughs> you know how so we joke that like little kids are like old men, like they look like oh, an old yeah. man, but he actually yes, was. But he actually was an, <laughs> an old, old man. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's legit. That's awesome. I've I've done a ghost tour on the Queen Mary years ago, but I didn't yeah. stay there. But we were able to go into the pool area. It wasn't during Halloween. It was funny. One of my friends and I were like, let's go work out. Oh, we're right near the Queen Mary. Let's just walk up all the stairs. And then we great. walked up the stairs and went on a ghost tour. Yeah, so, great. Better than working out. It's a you great know? workout. Yeah. It's a great workout. It's a good time. I, I also went to... Um, it's one of the ghost adventures episodes. Oh, hell yeah. This one uh like prison in Idaho that's crazy haunted, like old timey. It's no longer a working you know? Yes, like, yes, yes. Um I can't remember what it's called. It's right outside of Boise. Kim's gonna we know this. There yeah, for I d- concert. <laughs> yes. Kim knows uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> the um it's the old Idaho penitentiary I think isn't it yes, just I yeah. think yeah I think so just that and we went and um they let you just kind of wander around and it's spooky it's sp- prisons are very scary oh yeah it. all kinds of energy non paranormal levels uh but also paranormal levels and so that was fun best of both worlds yeah, I love going on tour, like ghost tours and stuff. Kim does ghost tours in Seattle, so if you I ever do. come to Seattle, Dad, okay, I'll, you I'll hit you up for sure. <laughs> we'll hook I it up. Love it. Yeah. So, all right, if you came face to face with a full-bodied apparition, whoa, what <laughs> would you do? I don't. I truly. I don't. I could. I don't know. You wouldn't I shit your not, pants. I probably I probably would shit my pants and then faint or faint and then shit my pants while I was down. That's fair. Which At least I you'll be down for I don't it. know what my body would do. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've never seen one either, and I'm in the same exact boat as you. So, no shame. <laughs> I, I don't. I feel like I could just see my whole body just being like. Out, release everything. Go nut. Like get rid of the I demons. Don't know. I have <laughs> I no cast clue. You out. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's great. I love that. Okay, so we talked about haunted locations. Yeah, you've been to a couple. Yeah, we've investigated a couple. We've Ooh. been to a few, and there's one location that we've not, or one type of location. That we as a podcast have never addressed. And I thought if we had Betsy on, this is probably the best topic to do. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the topic of a strip club. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) That is haunted. Oh, you took my pun. Oh, boobies. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Boobies. Or boobs, however you want to say it. You know, it works. It works everywhere. Either way, on multiple levels. Yeah, Whoa. variety of options. Choose your worst pun. Yes. Your choice. Uh, but this topic walks the fine line of arousal, 
horror <laughs> and murder and spooks. It's like a yeah. perfect uncomfortable storm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I get incredibly uncomfortable in strip clubs. I am like just awkward and like I don't know what to do. Where do I sit? What do I do? I'm just very oh. uncomfortable. <laughs> I um I love them. Yeah, me you too. They <laughs> are so much fun. Because it's like a play that you get to just get drunk and scream at. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're so talented. Like, they're so good. Like, all the dancers are incredible. Oh, yeah. And it's just so much fun. I, I love them so much. That's a fun thing. Like, I feel whenever I go on a trip or to a new town, it's like, let's look for, like, a haunted tour, a rad strip club, or, like, a cool gay bar. Yeah. So what if or we could put that those. all together yes. in one place? I'd never yes. leave. <laughs> so I don't know if it's a gay bar, but this particular location is one of the first gentlemen's clubs Ooh. in Las Vegas. Wow. And it's called the Palomino Club. Yes. I will give my stamp of allegedly... Before we even get started on this topic, yeah, Kim's laughing because we always joke that like ah, we base everything on fact, and fact sometimes is hard to find. So allegedly hard to find, especially with haunted stuff because it is so just like well, I heard it that this like it's Mm -hmm. also like hearsay and fun, yeah, and a lot of oral history. Lots of pun intended. Lots of oral. But it, it's it's a giant game of telephone sometimes when you're passing a story down and again and again and again. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the story of the Palomino, but Ooh. Betsy, feel free to chime in at any point okay. in time. This is okay. something for us to enjoy together. Great. I love it. So I'll give some history first about like where it came from, how it was started, all that. Okay. Facts, if you will. Actual uh, facts. Actual facts. Things that are in records. <laughs> And yes, then yeah. we'll talk about shady shit that's happened yep. there. Shady yeah. shit. And then we'll talk about boobs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so the history of the Palomino Club, some of you might recognize it as an episode of Ghost Adventures. Yes. So we'll talk about Ghost Adventures toward the end. But Good. if you if it sounds familiar, that's probably why. Uh, and... To give you some background on the Palomino, it actually opened its doors in 1969. I think that was intentional. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that couldn't even be an allegedly fact. You know, like, uh, 1969, dude, is that cool? Yeah, they probably did it on purpose. The first, <laughs> oh, totally. first gentleman's club, I feel 69 is late. Yeah. Doesn't that seem, but maybe it Maybe in the it wasn't like okay, or you know, well, maybe it was more secretive. Yes, mm, what you said. So that. the way that it started, it actually wasn't a gentleman's club first. Oh, so and it's it's on Las Vegas Boulevard between Ooh. Tonopah Avenue and Lake Mead Boulevard, okay. in the heart of Old Town's commercial district. So it's not in like. The strip. It's right. It's in the commercial district. Pun intended. Pun intended. We're just going to yeah. have all the puns tonight. It's fine. And all of them intended. All of them are intended, fully intended. Which, by the way, intended. Betsy, I watched your pun intended skit from like a million years ago. 
Yeah. And it's like so relevant to this episode. It's perfect. <laughs> it is so relevant. <laughs> so relevant. Um, but so the Palomino was opened by a guy named Paul Perry. And it was actually a cowboy bar before Ooh, it cowboy. was a gentleman's club. Ooh, okay. So there was literally nothing in this town except cowboys and Mormons <laughs> in Old Town back then. That's a combo. Uh, <laughs> Apparently like whoa. 70 to 30 ratio of the of the two. Uh, really? Wow. Cowboys yep. more than Mormons? 70 cowboys and 30 Mormons exactly. And no, just the That's percentage. the start of a joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they all walk into a bar. They literally yeah. did, though. That's where the Palomino came from. <laughs> so oh. the Palomino only offered originally a bar and a stage with a live band, place for a nice. bunch of old pioneers to, you know, nice. shoot the shit. Yeah. Have some good old fashioned bar fights. Go wild. Hell yes. So they didn't talk about this on Ghost Adventures. They didn't because they don't do their due diligence. Yeah, I mean, and that's why oh, we shit talk them all the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. you're going to have a great time, Betsy. This is going to be fun. Uh oh. <laughs> so now, because there were nothing but these people around, they didn't really have strip club wasn't exactly an, a desirable thing necessarily. What? Nice. So not yet. Yet is the key <laughs> word. But Gail. Let me introduce, introduce you to Gail. Gail is Perry's wife. Uh, Paul Perry. So Gail Perry is her name. So she suggested to him to bring in more business. He should have a bikini contest. She's not right. And this, that, would that bring in my business. this would distinguish them from all the other cowboy bars. Because apparently there were a lot of cowboy bars in yeah. that area. Whoa. <laughs> so the bikini contest soon... Revealed itself, pun intended, as a topless contest (laughs) three nights a week. (laughs) Three nights a week. That's really funny. (laughs) Not every night. Just three nights. Yeah, yeah. Just three nights. It's got to be special. Yes. Uh, And by the summer of 1970, so it didn't take long, (laughs) Uh -uh. Uh, Uh -uh. it became a full-on amateur nude contest. Like, fully nude contest. Which... Pissed off people in City Hall and the Sheriff's Office. I, I have a question. I might have an answer. Amateur nude contest implies there are professional nude contests. Technically, that's a stripper, right? I'm just saying. I guess so. But like, what then? How do you distinguish between being pro and amateur? Is it just if I'm working as a stripper, I'm pro? And is it a contest if I'm getting paid to do it every night? And this is why she's Scully. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn it off. I'm sorry, I Gabby. Scully had this exact conversation in one of the episodes. Yeah, she's like, no, they, no, just no, drop something and walks away. Like that's just fully. Well, the you know, they were probably using all of these terms as loopholes to not make it. You know, we're ah. like, it's a co- oh, it's just a competition. Mm-hmm. It's just a competition. They're amateurs, so like, we don't have to have a union for that. You know, mm. stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Maybe <laughs> that totally checks. <laughs> but guess how much money they made by the mid seventies? <gasps> how much? At the time, four million dollars a year. What? <laughs> so. Money That's now, so much money. if you were to like translate the to like dollars today, that would yeah. equate to $20 million today. Oh, a, a, a year. year. 
These boobies are expensive. <laughs> and were they? So they were. They were the first place doing it. I guess so. Been, That's what right? I found. Could be wrong. The you know, the internet place? doesn't have the best information sometimes. Whoa. But yeah. But it was a unique club. And the reason why this one is so different, which you heard me say, fully nude already, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nude. I don't know if you know this or our listeners know this. I didn't know this because I don't go to strip clubs, but now I learned. Apparently, the Palomino was allowed to actually have a liquor license mm. and totally nude dancers, which right. usually those two do not happen at the same yeah. time, right? That's true. Right. Yeah. And now other clubs elsewhere uh, all restricted their dancers to just be topless, not fully nude. Okay. But because they started their business so far back, they were technically grandfathered in to wow. the old rules. Because, you know, OG rules, OG boobs, OG grandpas Whoa. enjoying spinning entertainment and stiff drinks and other things simultaneously. Other stiff things. Okay. Hey. Intended. <laughs> I'm telling you all the puns are intended. Just know it going all into intended. it. <laughs> so, you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks. Am I right? So, you know, hey. it's true. Right. So that's. That's the premise. I'll set the scene. That's the scene. Okay. They're okay. making a lot of money in the 70s. Now, fast wow. forward. They're doing well for 30 years. Now, I, it's funny. I was talking about this to my fiance, Terrence. We were talking about, I was like, oh my gosh, wow. They've had some like murders pretty recently. Happened in 2000. And he's like, wow, that's more than 20 years ago. And I was like, damn Is it. it you make me feel wild. so old. Isn't that wild? <laughs> but to be I, fair, like... I, a lot of our stuff that we cover is really old. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Like hundreds or like, you know, more than two or three decades. So Because they said that in Ghost Adventures, they were like, and a recent murder. And then they were like, in 2000. I was like, oh yeah, that's still, <laughs> that's 20 years. But it is like, yeah, I guess in the sense of a lot of other haunted buildings, it's like, oh yeah, that's pretty recent. Yep. I also think it's funny that someone could be born in the year 2000 and turn 21 this year. Isn't that, that crazy? Weird. Yeah, that Gabby, weird. Yeah. Gabby, you're making me I'm feel sorry. So old, Gabby. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that weird. I'm right there out, with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, 2000. Now you know there was a murder that happened in the year 2000. So, yes. it was a pretty high profile murder trial that involved Whoa. the Palomino Club's owner, his son. Jack Perry. So Paul Perry's son, Jack. Uh -huh. Jack apparently shot and killed the general manager, Ken Rowan. Now, Ooh. this is documented. There are facts based on this. This is not hearsay. Wow. This is true. Mm -hmm. However, the motive is alleged. So I'll tell you the motive. Okay. So Perry and Rowan, when I say Perry, I'm referring to Jack Perry, the son. Yes. Okay. Jack Perry and Rowan weren't exactly fond of each other. Uh, Rowan was originally hired on as Jack Perry's dad's maintenance man. Uh, and when Paul Perry died, Rowan won over Gail, really loved Gail. I mean, not like romantically, but he got in her good standings, you know? Yeah. And uh, convinced her to let him move into Paul's old apartment that was inside the club. Huh. Whoa. So, you know, at this point in time, now that Paul died, Gail owned the club. She assumed ownership, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So she inherited it. And Jack is just like, what the hell, man? 
what about me? Like, he doesn't get his dad's apartment. He doesn't get ownership of the club. He can't even manage the club. This other dude's coming in, taking the apartment, managing the club. He's pissed. And uh, Rowan actually became the club's general manager that same year in 2000. So Jack is pissed. So then Rowan decides, just to add insult to injury, to buy the club from Gail. And then Jack gets even more pissed because now it's, it's no longer in his family name. And he Whoa. knows Rowan doesn't like him. So he's not going to have a job once he owns the place. Right. Mm-hmm. So now he's extra pissed. And uh, apparently his father's legacy would be gone if this happened. He wouldn't have a job anymore. Not the greatest solution for him, but he <laughs> murdered Rowan. He basically shot yeah. him with a shotgun in the office. And then there was a whole debacle afterwards, but it well, just like hmm. did was it maybe you're about to answer this because there was a trial. And it, like, did Jack Perry try to even cover it up and say or like say somebody else did or like how? No, nope. just shot him. He he wow. pleaded guilty eventually. Um, and it was very obvious. You could tell that of this course. was something done in anger, like that he just got really pissed one day and had some anger management issues. Ooh, <laughs> that's not the God. best way to manage them. If you will. Good thing he has a gun. Right. Cause that's uh, legal. Really cool. Uh, right. Somebody with <laughs> anger issues could get a gun so easily. That's it's like awesome. our entire country, man. That's terrible. God. Um, but he ended up getting 14 years to life in prison, which I think is funny. Mm. I feel like he should have just gotten life. Like he killed somebody. Why are you getting 14 years? Um, right. but the shady shit does not stop there. Mm. Right. That's just part of it. So 2002, still pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Now the owner of the Olympic garden club sued the owners of the Palomino because apparently the Palomino were conspiring with cab drivers to divert customers to their strip club. Yes. Oh my God. And that I guess still this happens. Was, I was going to say that's like a pretty common practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently uh, they would offer the cab drivers five to $25 per customer that they brought in to their club. Ooh. Super shady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so other clubs got pissed, right? And they tried to, you know, file a case against them yeah, and uh, a case eventually was dropped and nothing happened from it, but the drama did not stop. So yeah. Now in 2003, next year, Louis Hidalgo Jr. takes over the club. He had some fun ideas. One of his fun ideas was to, uh, you know, attract more female customers (laughs) by, starting an all-male nude act called the Palomino Stallions. Yes. Good. (laughs) Good. Good. But there's a but. Uh Uh-oh. He didn't learn from his predecessors because he continued the shady shit saga. um, Oh, no. Because there was more moita. And fast forward to 2005, Louis Hidalgo Jr., his son, Louis Hidalgo III, and Hidalgo Jr.'s longtime girlfriend, Annabelle Espindola, were all charged and found guilty as co-conspirators in the contract murder of a former doorman named Timothy T.J. Hadland. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? So, apparently, Hadland 
had been telling competitors that Hidalgo Jr. was still paying cab drivers to divert those customers to the Palomino. And he then trashed the club to the cab drivers, told them not to bring people to the Palomino, ended up costing the business several thousands of dollars on lost customers. What? And some people did not like this very much. This is bad news bears situation. But then it's going to cost them several thousand dollars more if they're hiring someone to kill him. So that just doesn't seem cost effective to me. <laughs> it doesn't right. seem like they're the brightest crayon in the box either, mm. but that didn't stop them from causing a moita. <laughs> wow. So, uh, unfortunately. Why did they just fire him? Yeah, well, right? <laughs> he actually quit and then was still doing it. So that's where I think the problem also, was. Like, I don't know. I guess uh, you got to kill someone and shut them up. Who shit then? Like, who cares? That's what normal people would think, Betsy. I know. I know. I got I to gotta remember that. I got to remember that. We're not, are, always, yeah. not everyone's as intelligent as this, this fun bunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? So this poor dude, Timothy T.J. Hadland, was found shot to death on Oof. the road near Lake Mead on May 19th, Whoa. 2005. Hmm. Two weeks after quitting the club. Oh. So they didn't wait long. He put in his two weeks notice. They put in his two weeks notice. They put in his. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So when the police arrived at the scene, trigger warning, this is a little bit, uh, you know, disgusting but i we talk about stuff like this all the time like, so you should know by now with the bar for our show where does it land <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't um so <laughs> when the police arrived on the scene he was lying perpendicular to the road in a lake of blood which was determined to have come from two bullet holes oh. one was in the victim's left cheek and the other was in the victim's left ear Ew. Mm. Both bullets having fragmented and lodged in the victim's brain. Ooh. Oh. So he did. It's the double tap, man. Double tap. <laughs> yeah. Double tap. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, I think this is very funny. <laughs> Maybe this is just because I, I am who I am. But um, scattered around his body were flyers for the world famous Palomino Club. Oh. My God. oh A dead my giveaway, God. if you will. I have no patience for stupid criminals. <laughs> and this is why they get it's, caught. <laughs> it's incredible. There's this one forensic fi- files where it's like, I can't remember the specific crime, but the dude who did it, like, I think he murdered a woman. Uh-huh. The dude who did it, um, like, went to a hardware store, bought all of the murder stuff, <laughs> you know, and on the wrote a check. And in the memo, wrote the victim's name. Are you serious? I, I feel I remember her name was Laura or whatever. Laura and Palmer. in the memo, <laughs> wrote Laura. And I was like, whoa. It's so funny. I need That's to look ridiculous. that up. I need to look that up right yeah, now. <laughs> look it up. It's, um, I remember, like, I had to replay it for Mono oh and Gilly, God. who I lived with at the time. I'm like, you guys watch this. This is so it. wild. I need to know which episode that is. Kim, find it. You I'm, find looking, I'm looking. Find I'm looking. I'm looking. Find it. Find it. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. Is this? This is something about a hardware store. So, they <laughs> I mean, lots yeah, of people kill people with hardware store stuff. So I don't know how, check, how much you narrowed it down. I know neither check, do I. Check. <laughs> uh, this is this is one about. Um, oh no, this is about she killed a lot of her husbands. That's probably not the same one. I'm gonna keep no, looking. No. You go. You keep going. Keep I'm gonna. Keep, I'm gonna find yeah, this, like, man. I'm gonna find this. Victim's name in memo or whatever. Laura. 
Maybe Laura. I think Maybe Laura. Laura. <laughs> Might have been Laura. Put that in Google. Maybe Laura. <laughs> Maybe Laura? Laura? Maybe Laura? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's very funny. People are dumb. Uh, that's wild. And, but this is, this is where uh, things take a turn. So, you know, dude's dead. They gave it away by the, putting the flyers there. Dead giveaway. Because I love so the pun. Uh, and then three other Palomino employees and the actual killer were also found guilty in the killings. So I'm like, how many people do you need to kill one dude? You have seven people. That's insane. Whoa. Were they all like you were, yeah, like a um, uh, accomplice or whatever? Like, I guess. It, I didn't get whoa. specifics on it, to be honest, because I just didn't care that's enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely fair enough. <laughs> but I'm sure... That's probably the case. I know because it says the the specific killer, too. So, like, yes. then everybody else had to be an accomplice, right? Right, right. So, in 2007, Hidalgo sells the club. He can't afford to keep it after all of these charges. Uh, and he sells the club to his lawyer, ah, who was named yes. Dominic Gentile. Kim's favorite names <laughs> in order to cover his legal fees. So apparently he couldn't pay this guy. So we had to give him the club. And so Whoa. it's just ridiculous. It's just so yeah. dumb. Uh, Gentile apparently was one of the city's most prominent defense lawyers at the time and received the land from payment for uh, representation of Hidalgo and the investigation. It happened uh, in 2004. Five, well, the actual investigation happened in 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, and Dominic did not have the ability to also manage a club while being a defense lawyer. So <laughs> yeah. he gives the club to his son. And his son is named Adam Gentile. Wow. And Adam apparently had been, had previously managed multiple strip clubs. So it's like perfect fit. Oh, great. yeah, great. So Adam's stoked. He's ready for this. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a capitalist and I'm going to make a shit ton of money at this place that's set up to make a shit ton of money. Because remember, we were talking about how much they were netting, like how much they were making every year. Yeah. I think when Hidalgo sold it, he was only making one, maybe one million dollars a year compared Hidalgo. to like, and that's in 2005 compared to four thousand like, dollars in 1970. Like that's four million. Yeah. Did I say thousand? Yeah. Four million. Four thousand dollars. Oh my god. Four thousand dollars. I sound like Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, you get the point. So now Adam takes over. When Adam takes over, Hidalgo's going downhill. He's had a bad year. He and his son were eventually sentenced to life in prison that year. Whoa. And his son's girlfriend took a plea deal for voluntary manslaughter in exchange for her testimony. Overall, a pretty eventful year. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Right. So Adam then decides to turn the Palomino Club into, are you ready for this? A temporary haunted house Halloween attraction. Awesome. Betsy, I know you love a Halloween haunted house. I'm in. <laughs> so does Kim. <laughs> We're all on the same page. So, but that's fucking ballsy. Like, knowing that there were murders associated with this strip club, like, and he's going to, like, make it into a haunted house? Like, does he know? I love it. Does I he know it's haunted? Perfect. But I think it's, like, setting the scene, yeah, perfectly. Absolutely perfect. So, not going to lie, if I lived there and knew about this, I would totally go. Absolutely. Uh, 
even though I'm brutally awkward in a strip club, but I would still go. <laughs> but ghosts, ghosts are tight. I'll go for ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know Kim would go for boobs. Ghosts and That's boobs, fine. man. Ghosts and boobs. Ghosts and boobs. That's Best combo. I'm in. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so Adam apparently loves horror films, just like us. And has been a fan of the horror genre since he visited the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland as a kid. Nice. Very good. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, he put ample energy into his resources, we will just say. Uh, he made an upstairs, the whole upstairs of the club was the haunted house and the downstairs was the strip club. So he did like basically two businesses simultaneously. That's awesome. And That's cool. so... The, the upstairs part was decorated with some horror classic icons. Can you guys guess who he had for horror classic the icons? The mummy. Are, are, are we talking like Freddy Krueger kind or like, like Ted Bundy kind? <laughs> That's such a Kim question. <laughs> I mean, I mean you know. Horror icons as in like horror movies. Okay, well, it's, it's, some people go the other directions. That's what I'm just checking. That's true. So. true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> what do you think, I Betsy? went to Zach Bagan's uh, Haunted Museum <laughs> in Vegas. Oh, I went there too. <laughs> and it was like, there was some like, yeah, legit spooky. But then like, there was a room where they're just like, here's Patrick Swayze's like last passport before oh. he died. And I was just like, that's... That's just sad. That's not scary. Like, yeah, mm. that's just weird. Yeah. Like, let his family have that or whatever. You yeah. know, like, it was just Why does so, just that? those moments of where it is, like, isn't this fucked up and scary? And it's like, not the fun thing. Not the fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of fucked up, man. Yeah, that's totally fucked up. It's sad. Does he think that yeah. he's haunting it? Is that why it's there? I don't know, because it was a whole room dedicated to like dead celebrities mm. like they had a t-shirt that was heath ledger's oh, like oh, yeah I it was just a that. really weird like a chair like um from michael jackson's house where and oh. like they kept adding it being like and we're pretty sure that like in this chair is where the doctor gave uh, whatever it was, Michael Jackson that killed it. You know, like they oh, kept trying. It, it was just sure. a little like I don't. It, we're don't air know. quoting super hard right now, and our listeners <laughs> yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. it, but we're air quoting <laughs> so <laughs> hard, so hard. But so because then really cool spooky stuff, but then that kind of stuff where it's like it oh, kind of cancels it out, blows <laughs> me out. Yeah. Big time. For sure. Also, if I die and I'm haunting a T-shirt or like an old passport, <laughs> like I. Uh, uh, I'm 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 depressed all over again. That's just that's not. <laughs> let me at least want something cool, like, right? Like know. a Taco Bell. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. The Taco Bell. Give everyone the ghost shits. Make them yes. really shit their pants. Candy <gasps> store. I'd haunt the hell out of a candy store, man. Oh yeah. A Have theme a- park. I would absolutely haunt a theme park. Oh what my god, that'd be, that'd so, be fun. so fun. Like so six flags. Yeah. No lines ever. You just hop into the car. Like on the Haunted Mansion, you just exactly. hit your ride. Exactly. Exactly. I would do that in oh my a gosh. heartbeat. I just want to do that like as an alive person, but like Invisible Man style. So like I'm oh, still alive, but like make me invisible yes. so no one can see me. <laughs> and then I'll freak other people out. It'll be right. great. Really good. Really good. Respect. Yeah, that sounds like a really great time. But that's a really great point, Betsy. I feel like there's so many weird things in, in that museum. 
But in this particular one, they had Pinhead from Hellraiser. Ooh, Ooh scary, uh, dude. Jason Voorhees. Of course. From Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And Michael Myers. Nice. Oh, great. That's so the classics. Good the classics. House. Yeah. yeah. And he apparently hired a, a few d- actors to help scare people, as, as one does. But apparently uh, they also had 50 to 60 dancers <laughs> in there jumping out to spook people. And some even had machetes. This, this <laughs> makes me so happy. <laughs> I want to go see this. I want to walk through this maze and then go down to the or like go to the strip club for a little bit. Get a little drunk, go up to the maze, go back down. This sounds wow. like wow. This is your theme park, Betsy. This is it. <laughs> like throw money when it's a good scare. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, this is I blowing mean, my mind. Right? So yes. like But here's the kicker, and I know Kim is asking this question already. I hear it. I hear it coming from her. You want to know, are there boobs in the horror moment? Right? I know you want to know this. I mean, it is, it is a, a crucial part of, of any slasher film are the boobs. That's just boobs. like it's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. So here's the kicker. I hate to disappoint, but the attraction itself does not have the nudity. To Betsy's point, you got to go downstairs for the boobs. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. All right. That's, but, that's, you know, because they probably oh, want like, it. kids coming in and stuff, right? Well, <laughs> also, <maze>. like, <laughs> this is the reasoning. <laughs> Actually, I think the whole <laughs> thing is 21 and older, so they don't allow oh, kids. Oh, okay. It might be just to mitigate, like, how intense the scariness is. Um, True. True. But also, this is a direct quote from Adam Gentile. Good. He said, I couldn't incorporate, we're going to scare you with, we're going to turn you on. But I guess that just depends on your personal taste. Also, dude, I don't think you would have to worry about. Like, I guess there are probably some people where they're like they get turned on. I don't on know. By that, Vegas but... has some has some. I was gonna say, people. yeah, what happens in Vegas? <laughs> yep, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So okay. apparently, he laughed at his joke and then said, "What can I say? I have weird hobbies." <laughs> right. Right. And I, I mean, to be second. fair, he's not the only one. Hi. Hello. Uh, to be fair, uh, Adam Gentile's not the only one with weird hobbies. Enter Kim's favorite person, Zach Bagans and Ghost Adventures. Ow! Mm-hmm. Big Ugg coming from Kim. <laughs> oh! Because I, uh, appreciate it. A- tad bit more evidence than he does and so in that area him and i disagree (laughs) that is the nicest scully i've ever heard i'm trying kim's trying to be nice (laughs) (laughs) but when there's murder there's usually someone still hanging out right so like it would make sense that maybe it is haunted sure now to be fair I could not find anything on the interwebs other than what Ghost Adventures said and was to validate any of the hauntings that they report. The only thing I can validate are the murders. Sure. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. it. But this episode, in case our listeners want to listen to it, I think I believe Betsy and both Kim have watched this so we can... (laughs) Should talk it wonderfully in a moment. Uh, it's season 21, episode two, and it is described as, quote, several tragic deaths have saturated the club with raw human emotion. 
creating yeah. a charged paranormal atmosphere and possibly fueling murderous behavior amongst employees and patrons. Whoa. Done, done, done. Kim's so angry. Look at her. She's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I respectfully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but leave it to the douchebags of the century to get excited about investigating a strip club, right? Of course. <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> Apropos. Uh, apparently, the dancers that work there, <laughs> this is my allegedly, every time I say allegedly, take a shot. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> dancers that work there, Kim's ready, I love it. Dancers that work there uh, apparently are so impacted that they don't want to talk about it. My translation of that is that um, they don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> or they're like, dude, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need to be on this show. Pick your poison. So workers, other workers who do talk about it, maybe just because they want to be on TV, um, <laughs> see full-bodied apparitions and shadow figures, which is like polar opposite. <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. If I had a shadow figure walk past me, I would probably tell somebody about it. Absolutely. And the place is full of charged energy. It feels like someone's in the room with you when you're alone, apparently, allegedly. And Trudy Ashworth is the controller of the club. She works in the office where the old manager was shot. Yeah. Uh, and apparently during the day, hears people walking downstairs when no one else is there. Ooh, a daytime Daytime haunting. Very scary. I guess it's just that, I don't know, maybe people at nighttime are more, like, willing to be scared than they are at daytime. Because do hauntings just, like, mostly only happen at night? Can I I have my scully moment? (laughs) Have your scully moment. (laughs) Um, There's there's two things involved with the the nighttime haunting phenomena. Um, One of them is that uh, there is generally, especially if you're in a city, there's generally less noise at night, which means you are more likely to notice things than you would be during the day when you hear sounds and it's really easy to to discount and say that's the neighbor that's the pet that's the whatever um and and that is the reason why we tend to investigate more at night It, it isn't necessarily linked to the hauntings being more active and having more to do with controlling our environment because we want to have as controlled an environment as possible and for that to happen you need businesses to be closed you need to reduce the noise so that that's my scully hat and now i will step (laughs) appreciate it so this is what we need in ghost uh, adventures is they need the kim commentary where a little picture of kim pops up in the corner and just debunks every single thing that they say like i would pay to watch that that's just me (laughs) (laughs) actually actually um with the finger Actually, uh, and then you'll you just provide your sources in the corner that just show the proof. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. The following sources politely disagree with everything that was just said. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we need to make that happen, but might get sued. <laughs> Patreon. We'll do that for the Patreon. Patreon for the patrons. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So, anywho, so apparently. Uh, There's another person who works there who has seen some stuff happen. And his name is Jose Falcon. He's a maintenance guy. The maintenance engineer, if you will. Apparently he has a fancy title. 
of the club. Uh, he said he saw a silhouette of a figure right above the office in the room that's mm. the, called the blue room. Oh, yeah. Claims that there's negative energy. And also claims that one of the dancers committed suicide in the locker room 15 years ago. Right. Okay. Now, remember when I said I couldn't find anything about anything <laughs> except yeah. the murders? There is nothing about anyone committing suicide on the internet. Well, and anywhere. in the episode, though, don't they talk about, they're like, is that, like, nobody even, nobody even cares. That's why her spirit is so restless. Like, weren't they very much like, yep. and nobody even talks about her. Mm. They don't so. talk about her because she didn't exist. Well, I mean, Ooh. like, if they said it happened 40 years ago, then I'd be like, all right, yeah, it might not have been reported on. There may not have been anything in the paper about it right. or anything online. But, like, 15 years ago? was 2006. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so old. <laughs> That's fair though. Yeah, there would be some kind of proof is what Kim's point is. I, I, right. I I I mean and again, it, it's not to say that it it did not happen like uh not every death is necessarily going to be reported in the paper, but like an obituary uh uh you know, death certificates. There's there's there are ways to do your due diligence there, which I suspect they did not do. <laughs> Correct. Uh. So um, now I think what's interesting is that a lot of the activity that I mean, chime in, guys, a lot of the activity in this episode is about this stripper person. Right. Yeah. Like, it's all about her. And, right. uh, you know. The other employees claim to have nightmares about people chasing them. And then like, they, not, yeah, everybody does. Yeah, that's just that's, stress. That's just every yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an anxiety dream. Uh -huh. Welcome to life with anxiety. Dreams where my brakes don't work when I'm driving. <laughs> I think I'm haunted. My teeth keep no. falling out in my dream. I think I'm haunted. I think a ghost is pulling out my teeth. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well, man. I, I guess, like, it's, again, what bothered me is 2006. You should be able to give us a name. Yeah. Jan. Because employee records would date, one would hope they had employee records in 2006. <laughs> like, I get it's Vegas, but still, were they paying taxes? Then they should have records. Right. Um, well, they said Jan popped up on their app. On their iPad, remember? Yep. So <laughs> that was, uh, what, you're talking about the stick figure? Did you figure? just snore? Snore. <laughs> <laughs> you just snored at me. I snorted. Kim, Kim snorts <laughs> from snort. time to time. <laughs> this, is, this is part of the, the allure. <laughs> the allure of ghoulish tendencies is the occasional <laughs> snort. lap snort. <laughs> <sighs> But yes, so um, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, they actually, I think this part was actually made me mad, but also made me laugh that they referenced an old dude that was like having very clearly mental health issues yelling at the venue. Do you remember that part of the episode? Oh, I don't. And yeah. was like, it was like this dude like ripping out pages of a Bible and throwing it at the club. Oh. And he was like this old man, like he looked like a homeless dude. And like uh -huh. it was that unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of homeless people and a lot of mental health people that are not being serviced as they should. Right. And like 
To turn that into something having to do with ghosts, I think, is gross, personally. Um, so he, They talk about that, too. Like, they do an episode, a couple, like, in his museum. Mm-hmm. And he'll bring that up, too, of, like, and it makes people act strange on the outside of the museum where it's like, well, no, it's just, it's downtown Vegas. Like you're in a big city and mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of people not getting the type of healthcare they should and deserve. And uh, yeah, it's, that's always tough. Yeah. It, it makes me think I'm like, <laughs> I know Betsy, you're, you're not super familiar with Seattle the way we are, but there's a part of Seattle that's like, the oldest part of Seattle and Pioneer it's like Square. Pioneer yeah. Square has the a very high rate of homelessness and yeah. like it's not super safe and it's really sad and like not the greatest place but it's also the most haunted part of the city because it's the oldest where part we of the do city. our ghost tours. <laughs> so I mean maybe but no absolutely not that's not a thing. <laughs> uh, now I think what's funny is they have this girl that come on her name is Helena Adams she's a She's a psychic medium to do a cold yes. reading. And then a seance, because why not, right? Sure. Um, I love a good seance. Yes. Got yeah. a seance with a big loaf of bread. Yeah. yeah. Did she have a big thing of bread? I think they think or so. Or did I see something else? <laughs> it looked like bread. Okay, it looked like bread. It looked, it looked like, like a bit. It looked like delicious bread. Maybe she was channeling the ghost through carbs. Mm. Maybe. I must channel a lot of ghosts. <laughs> you do. You have Millie. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny but yeah so apparently she says that the the dancer is trying to ch- like go into her body and dance on the pole which i thought was just a right. gimmick personally uh kim's losing it she can't keep it together <laughs> wait is- now kim what's funny about that <laughs> about about in, inviting a spirit to or or uh <laughs> thinking a spirit is trying to get you to dance on the pole <laughs> yeah what's funny about I, that uh, it's you know <laughs> <laughs> the 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 level of seriousness of which it was said <laughs> like my yeah, fault sorry it, no 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 you like you're right it sounds like the punchline doesn't it yeah it sounds like the punchline and it's not it's such a fine line to walk because i i I want to respect people's experiences. I want to hear what they, what happens to them. And then there's times you hear things and you're like, uh huh. Okay. Sure. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and I think uh, Ghost Adventures is the one place that we tend to go buck wild with not believing things <laughs> because of their previous. I love Ghost Adventures. <gasps> I do too. <laughs> but I love it. So I can shit talk it. <laughs> That's like my love for most things. Right. Not most things. Right. Like reality, any kind of reality TV. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's a, you have to watch it with disclaimer. Like you yeah. have to watch it with that uh, knowing it's sensationalized and no. And, and it's, I think as paranormal investigators, what we run into is, is people who, uh, well, is people think that, that that's how investigations go. And it's like, no, it's a lot right. of, of data gathering and it's a lot of sitting around with recorders and then listening to hours and hours and hours of EVP yes. sessions. Um, it's nowhere near as dramatic most of the time. It can be. 
but the, the frequency Im- is not as high. Yeah, yeah. Which, but of course, that doesn't make for interesting television either. Like, I get it. It's it's entertaining. Right. It's entertaining. Um, right. It's just you want that little disclaimer that's just like some things have been <laughs> dramatized for your entertainment. <laughs> yes. Because people believe I everything they see. I don't want that. I don't want that you want to, no, and, Betsy and wants get, to believe. I, I believe it's every single thing that happens <laughs> on that show. <laughs> but it's the, it's awesome. the why I like to believe in Bigfoot. It is more fun to think that right. Bigfoot exists. So it's like, it is right. more fun to think all these things are happening. So that's exactly. true. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think it's more so about the way that they interact with ghosts is pretty comedic. Uh, and the way that they, <laughs> for example, perfect example. Uh, at one point they're using all their equipment, you know, they have everything set up and they have this thing called uh, the paranormal puck. And it tells them yes. that this girl's name is Jan. Yes. Jan is apparently the ghost. Jan. And then ghost and Jan. Then, ghost Jan. And then they have their SLS Connect, which is that device that looks like uh, stick figures, yeah. right? Right. And they see someone dancing on the stage, and yeah, then Zach decides do. to mimic it and get on the stage <laughs> and do the same dance moves. Yep. I mean, and that was, fair, that was my favorite part. <laughs> Yep, that was entertaining. That was that was the true was entertainment really of the show. Good. That. It was really that good. was my favorite part. And then when Aaron and uh, Billy started to offer him money to dance longer, <laughs> right? And he got mad. It was great. Yeah, that's perfect. That's just Chef's kiss. Beautiful. Right. It's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's perfect television. <laughs> Best part of the episode, right there, hands down. Uh, and then Betsy, I don't know if you're aware of this, but. Um, no, you're, you're not aware. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> our, we're, Kim and I are both in a ghost hunting group. And that's how oh, we great. met. And that's part of how this podcast oh, began. Great. And so we've done investigations and like are pretty familiar with all this equipment that we're talking about. Right. And one of the pieces of equipment oh, dear. that they use that we hate. Kim, are you going to take a wild guess? What is it? Might it be a spirit box, Gabby? It sure is a spirit box. Wait, why do you hate those? I, I do, okay, well, here's the thing. I feel about them the way I feel about the apps on the phone. Okay. Um, like, you can get you can download apps that listen. I have one on my phone. I've got, like, four on my phone. When, <laughs> when I'm teaching uh, or I'm in rehearsal with my kiddos, I love yeah. pulling those out because uh, it's fun. <laughs> they are a blast. Spirit boxes yes. are a blast the same way a Ouija board is a blast. Uh-uh, that's too scary. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I'm right there with you, Betsy. Uh-uh, I'm not um, touching that shit. As a, as, a, as a tool or an entertainment thing, I think they are lots of fun. As a legitimate piece of evidence gathering equipment, it is not. So if you're looking at it for science, no. But if you're looking at it for entertainment, oh, hell yeah. Why does it not? Because I don't know anything about it. Why does it not for science work? They pick up, um, they, uh, they can pick up radio waves. So what oh. you could be getting is, is the radio. You could be getting like walkie-talkie frequencies. Right. You could be getting. So you, it's, it comes down to the controlled environment. When we are doing legitimate investigations we are trying to control everything we can because we're looking for we want to gather that real piece of evidence right um so it's again it's 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 there's there's 
It's like on the ghost tour. The ghost tours are, are entertaining and there's stuff we yes. do that are for entertainment. And there's stuff that you would do on the ghost tour you wouldn't do on an actual investigation. And you can give that disclaimer. Yeah. Spirit boxes are fun. Right. But I, I would not use one the same way I wouldn't use a Ouija board in a in a legitimate investigation. Right. Okay. Uh, What's your ultimate piece of equipment that you like? Where you're like, this is legit proving that <laughs> i mean i i like my good old-fashioned tape recorder uh a little recorder I have my, my little cassette taper i i always i i like to experiment with both a digital recorder and a cassette recorder because i've been trying okay. to see if there's times where one is catching and the other isn't yeah and uh so i mean like i I'm kind of, you know, give me a camera, give me a, a tape recorder, give me a flashlight, let me loose. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is very old school. I'm a, I mean, because we have the fancy equipment too. I mean, you yeah. know, you've got the 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 heat sensing cameras and those are right. I have one. Fucking cool. No, yeah, those wow. are really cool. Wow. Have you cool. picked up like a, a a a spirit on it? Oh, I went to the oh, Winchester yeah. Mystery House with it. Cool. Yeah. Have a whole story about when that. We have that great picture that that was taken on an investigation from our ghost hunting group did the investigation um of the the uh, the saloon in Aberdeen, the they it's the Billy Gull is supposedly the ghost that haunts there, but it's it's probably not Billy Gull. But there's a, a um, there is a ghost. There is a really fantastic picture that I think I don't oh, know yeah. June took. You know the one I'm talking about. Uh -huh. I think we posted like, on Instagram. Either sitting at the bar or standing behind the bar. It looks Whoa. like a figure, and it's the heat sensing camera, so it's kind of blue, and it looks yeah. like a person. And it's we'll we'll send you the picture. It's yeah, I'll yeah show it please to you. do. That's yeah. bonkers. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so like I yeah, I love the heat sensing cameras. I think are fun. Um, but like catching EVPs, like you catch an EVP yeah. and oh. Mm. I mean, sometimes they're very clear, and mm -hmm. sometimes they're. And I only know this from Ghost Adventures, right. they're like ghost yeah. shows, where it's just like it's like, and they're like, "Wow, they just said I am here and ready," and you're like, "Nothing." What? I, I love when they that. say it's like a cuss word. They're like, "Bitch." Oh, I love it. There's been a couple where it's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Whoa, That's where I'm like, they're picking me up. I said that so loudly. <laughs> That they're picking me up from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that's, yeah, they, they did actually have some in this episode, too, that someone said beware and someone said Paul. Be into the, like, yeah, the speaker. What mm -hmm. is it? The, the uh, digital recorder. The digital mm -hmm. recorder. Yeah. Beware. I also love an, an EMF detector. That's the one that, like, yes. lights up if <laughs> something is near yes. you. Yeah, those yeah. are cool. Those are cool. We... We did an investigation those. at a at a house. Uh, it was my, it's the the house that belongs to my folks in Leavenworth, and and the EMF detector was going just bonkers, bonkers, and it was Whoa. it was really really cool. And did you feel like did your body react? Like did you get cold? Did you like hair stand up when this shit was going on? Or there there were some cold spots, uh, and this was. Man, this was, it was the middle of the summer. I want to say it was August okay. when it happened. We had some weird stuff happen with the the phone too, the landline, where it would ring, oh, and no. I'd pick it up, and no one would be there, and I'd hang it oh, up, and we'd no. say, if someone's there, Call you know, again. give us a sign, and it would go ring. <laughs> oh, 
I got chills. That's wild. Oh my god, this is at your parents' house. It's uh, uh, it used to belong to my grandparents. Actually, it's okay. it's uh, it's the house is over a hundred years old, and the spirit there. Um, because my, my uncle lives there right now, and he's okay. done, like, he's caught, there's been some EVPs, and they've caught the name uh, Greta. And oh. so, yeah, so, so he'll, Ew, he'll like, course. talk to her, and he'll say, you know, goodnight, Greta, and she'll, you know, knock back. Like, <laughs> she's pretty, she's good. She's a nice spirit. Whoa. She's cool. Okay, Greta. <laughs> Greta wants to be heard. Exactly. Yeah. Greta's just like, hey, I'm here. Hi, how you doing? And that's wow. honestly like what most I know we like talk about this. I think you guys have talked about it on your podcast, too. It's just like that sometimes an entity wants to be acknowledged. And like right. sometimes yeah. when you acknowledge it, like it's all. Yeah, it just stops and, or it'll stop or it'll only acknowledge like once in a while. But uh, until you acknowledge, it'll drive you crazy. Like, right. That's something that we right. see pretty frequently. Yeah. But Ooh. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll wrap up this this topic just because I feel like we could talk all day about all these ghosty <laughs> Seriously, things. Seriously, yeah. Um, but uh, my favorite part at the end of the episode was classic. Zach gets angry, starts yelling, no surprise there, and then claims to capture ectoplasm in a photo, which... Right, right. No, hard no. That's I mean, not ectoplasm. No. <laughs> ectoplasm in a strip club, sir? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, have, have y'all seen it. ectoplasm? I would assume it looks like something else you might find in a strip club. I'm just going to say I know say what that. you're talking about. You're talking about cum. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Why beat around yes. a bush? Let's just say Pun it. intended. Pun intended. <laughs> It's come, dude. <laughs> that's the tag for this episode. Yep, that's, that's the title. No one's going to know what this episode's about. It's just called Pun Intended. Oh, I was going to say, it's come, dude. Oh, it's come. <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. You so, get a lot of weird listeners. We're going to weird people out. It'll be great. I love it. <laughs> Can't wait. A whole slew of new listeners. <laughs> but um, obviously... This is, you know, to each his own. Whatever you guys think, if if you think this location is haunted, if you have some insight, let us know. Uh, and I, I think we all kind of know that some weird shady shit was going on there. And maybe it's haunted and maybe it's not. I feel there's got to be wild energy. Oh, yeah. yeah I agree. With all the, with just the history of it, yeah. where it's just like, there's something up there. For residual sure. Residual haunting, if nothing else. I would right. Like that many people coming in and out of a place, like that right. leaves energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, having said that, this brings us to. Creepy Critics Corner! Creepy Critics Corner! Betsy! Yes. What have you been watching lately? Well, one of I've the last couple of years I've really started to have you guys seen Death Spa? No. It's an eighties horror movie. It rules. I'm um, writing this down. Every once in a while, it'll be streaming on like Amazon Prime. But I finally just was like, I need it. My like, I like got it for a Christmas present nice. on Blu-ray. It rules, and it's like quickly becoming one of my favorite horror movies because it is such a blast. 
It's about a spa in L.A., a very fancy health spa that um, uh, weird shit starts to happen. People kind of get cooked in a tanning bed. (laughs) Like the, the actual spa itself starts to like kill people. Oh my gosh. And then it's got a wild, wild fun twist. Uh, but I highly recommend it. It rules. And it was what, like, just a, uh, like Friday or something. And I was like, I'm gonna fucking watch Death Spa again because it's it's really fun. Because that's great. Checks all it, my boxes. It's so great. Yeah, it's like so 80s. Yes. Oh, it's really fantastic. Yeah, I think I think you'll enjoy it. It's it rules. I'm putting so. it on my list. This sounds awesome. Yeah. This is this is yeah. all the things I love. And the, I'm looking at the cast, and I'm like, yes, yes, eighties right? people, yes. And the 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 poster for it's really rad. Ah, uh, yeah. This and it, epic. It, and the it works because usually a lot of times you're like this poster looks awesome, and then it's such a shitty movie. But this, uh, uh-uh. uh. The poster does the movie justice. I love it. The movie does the poster justice. What is it? Egg or chicken? Who knows? (laughs) At this point, they both came together, and that's what makes it so great. Exactly. How about y'all? I actually have one thing I'll talk about, and it's... I forgot to talk about it last time we recorded because I hadn't finished it yet. Um, But it's Sons of Sam on mm. Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's really good. Uh, it's really interesting. Like, I think a lot of people know about, you know, David Berkowitz and how everything happened with the son of Sam, but didn't really right. know about Maury Terry, who is the um, investi- investigative writer who basically did additional research into other people that would have been connected to the same crimes that only one person was charged for. But were connected to like a cult and connected to a variety of other people. Some people even think that like other serial killers were connected to it. I don't want to give everything away around the United States, not just the U S it's really good. And it's really interesting. It is, it is kind of heavy. So like, I will say like, I couldn't watch all of it at once. Right. Um, I always have to balance my like true crime and messed up stuff with some kind of severe comedy. Big time. Just because I, I need some kind of balance in my life. But I've been watching that and it's really great. And the story really revolves around Maury Terry. And I've never heard of him before. And, right. you know, with a lot of research that Kim and I have both done on on true crime and you know, serial killers, that name has never come up, but he's tied to a handful, which is interesting. So, um, highly recommend. Cool. Yeah. Very good. Okay, good, good. I'm going to watch it. Very sure. good. Very good. Kim, what are you watching? Uh, I have recently watched a utterly delightful movie called PG Psycho Gorman. Oh, I read about it in Fangoria. I haven't seen it yet. It is, is it cool? It is so stinking good. It's it's I watched it streaming on Shutter. And yes. it's this Canadian kind of like I don't know, science fiction horror comedy fantasy and the basic premise of it is this uh brother and sister, this like young brother and sister and they accidentally resurrect a extraterrestrial like 
warmongering, you know, but uh, he has yes. this gem. And so the little girl, Mimi, she realizes she can control him with this gem. So he's like, it. he wants to destroy and murder. And she's like, you know, uh, controlling everything he does. Um, it is a ridiculous movie. It's meant okay. to be a ridiculous movie. It's silly, but it is so much fun and funny and just it, it's it is and weird in the best possible way there is there is i i was so charmed by every moment of this film great <laughs> that sounds really okay. good it's i'm gonna so check good. it out yeah it is it is so so good and and the little girl that plays mimi i, I just like nails it and is 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 funny and this tiny little dictator herself and and yeah it it's <laughs> it's utterly delight and very original like the the humor right. the style everything you're like this is yeah this is this Ooh. is nailed it nailed it okay oh okay good because i yeah i read about it i was like that sounds pretty fun and then i just haven't gotten to it but i will <laughs> that sounds fun i gotta I watch it recommend. too yeah it's it's so much fun it's so much fun I feel like you guys got to talk about horror. <laughs> oh, I don't know. God. I don't know as much as Kim knows or as much as you know, Betsy, but y'all both know a lot. <laughs> and could probably I, suggest I love lots it of things. So much. I yeah. just watch it all the time. Yeah. That's great. Speaking it's of this, it is watching things. Betsy, <gasps> we're coming to the end of our episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. It's been me. a true like dream. So <laughs> Honestly, oh, thank you. It's so fun. So excited I love to talk about ghost stuff. Yes, and you're always welcome back anytime. Thank you. Of course. So I was gonna put it up to you. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Check out Duncanville season two just premiered uh, last night, and so it'll be every Sunday on Fox, and then Monday on Hulu. So you nice. can always watch it wherever. Um, and then yeah, Golden Arm. It's so good. Is out. It's Thank so you. good. Thanks for watching. So and right now it's buy or rent. Um, and then in a couple of months, I think it's gonna be on HBO Max. Oh, very cool. cool. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome. Uh, and then yeah, I got a podcast, a funny feeling. Yep. Where me and Marcy Jaro talk all things ghost. And then we love trash, which is me and Mono Agapian uh celebrating just the garbage we all love. I love to it so much. about and stuff. So yeah. That. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being Thanks on. Thanks for having me. Of this course. Is a blast. Yay. And uh, for our listeners, if you want to support us in any way, shape, or form, there are a variety of ways to do that. Uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice five-star review if you're feeling happy and uh, a little, you know, review with it. And then also we have our Patreon. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun bloopers. Uh, <laughs> basically, anytime we trip over our words or say something dumb, I make a compilation <laughs> of it and it's like eight minutes long and upload it like once a month. So oh, if you want to hear us be idiots <laughs> unintentionally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> head on over to Patreon. We'll also have an extra special Patreon post of this exact episode, but with video. So if you're curious to see what we all looked like and what our facial expressions were, and just an unedited raw version of this episode, head on over to Patreon to check that out. We'll be releasing it 
once this episode comes out. We also have our Instagram. It is Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast. Facebook, Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast. Everything is basically Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast if you look us up anywhere. Our website is ghoulishtendencies.com. All of our show notes, references, episodes, social media, everything is on there. We also have a Twitter. It is Ghoulish Pod. Cast. Cast. Oh, I just messed that up. <laughs> it is <Ghoulish> podcast. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Ooh. And having said that, stay. stay.